1: The numbers told the story
2: they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil
0: Alexander on v Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. We appreciate you hanging out with us, however you're taking us in this morning. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the day. Mark Borchard on his thoughts on baseball next year, primarily. Not much, not much to go on here tonight, and... See if he likes the Diamondbacks down two to one for the series bet. But his thoughts on uh, the overvalued and undervalued that he anticipates next year in Major League Baseball. I'm um, we'll also talking to Pete Futek on college football. Have you been watching every pitch, by the way, like World Series? Uh, yeah. Well, the, it's been on the TV. Okay. So, like last night, I would flip the audio between the two games. Because have you had a bet in any game so far? In the World Series? Yeah. Uh no, yeah I didn't think so. No, once my two teams got knocked out, we said this about the, It's some someone. Uh, I think it was I, I even remember his name, Jared Earl. I believe his name was on Twitter. He was like, oh, after the first game, because the first game was awesome. He's like, oh, you can have your this. This is a great series. Well, I was like, I never said I wasn't. Was <laughs> all I said was <laughs> all I said was it's unbeddable <laughs> to me. I didn't say I'm right. not gonna watch it. Yeah. Of course I'll watch it all. Um. But, uh, oh, yeah, so you see, he accused me of saying I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, I never said that. Um, so, yeah, but I don't have I don't I'm not really I don't find it bettable at this
3: point. I hear you. And with the NBA starting for me, it's just it's tough for me to get really wrapped up into watching too much of it. Like That's the problem.
0: I do have Ega to win the WTA finals in Cancun. Have you heard about this? They, oh. can't, they couldn't get the courts right. They, really? Players could barely practice on them. There's wind. It's just a disaster. WTA is a disaster. Wow. Yeah. Um, we get tweets at beating the book. We're going to get to our power rankings here momentarily. Oh, what happened to my phone there? Okay. Uh, this is from a lot of people chiming in on that uh, MVP discussion. And beyond. The numbers guy. He said, Drew has the best hair on VEASAN. Fair to say? He needs to tend to that plant, though, behind him and to his right. Web 12-66, angriest guy in Kentucky's back with us. Damn, I can't read all of them. Uh, Shine, Shine the Professor. Professor Shine has tweeted, he says, do not sleep on golf. Talking about MVP. Jared Goff, lots of football left, and the more the Lions win, the larger their story is. Week 17 is in Dallas. If Goff goes three touchdowns, 300 yards in front of the world, and Detroit gets a one or two seed, it'll be right in everyone's mind. Sports betting guy. I think that's a good point.
3: I, I understand what Drew's saying about Hurts, and then I think Dak makes it It's a little tougher. Yeah, if the Lions get that hot, yeah, sure, Golf would be in the discussion.
0: There's a lot of paths. This is sports betting guy. He says, great discussion between you and Drew on MVP. I feel like Mahomes is the Floyd Mayweather of MVP voting. If you're going to beat the champ, you need to land a knockout shot. If it goes to closing decision, or if it goes to close decision, he wins by default. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that with voters. Podiatron, the pitcher for the D-backs, fought his last name is how someone, is he saying that I didn't pronounce it, fought? That's incorrect. I did pronounce it, fought. Uh, Podiatron. Oh, it was a complaint. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's talk power rankings of the National Football League. Uh, 105.5, the hammer. <laughs> I'm, just making, I'm just making stuff up <laughs> like at
3: this just, point. I was distracted by uh, when we first came in this segment. We had uh, We we Will Rock You by Queen going on in the background, too. I was like, this is, this is she just played this the whole show.
0: <laughs> think, I want to be one of those FM guys that does just the sound for all them. I just want to be the guy who does the voiceovers for their, their branding on oh, FM yeah, radio yeah, thing. Yeah. Just be that guy.
3: Voiceover work. Great work if you can get it. Oh, it's the yeah. best. It's the
0: best. I tell you, uh, like when I did the, uh, I'd had a Rugrats voiceover read once did on you radio. Really? The only time I ever right. got, first of all, I never got them. But the one time I I got them twice. Just live reads or separate, no, no, no. separate voiceovers? No, these are just voiceovers. They were not live reads. We'll get back to power rankings. Yeah, yeah. This is far more interesting. Rugrats <laughs> and bringing the noise, bringing the funk. I think I said this before in the air. The bringing the noise, bringing the funk was just the tag at the end. Bringing the noise, bringing the funk. You know, available tickets, available literally that quick. And they're like, here's $1,600. You're like, this is the greatest job (laughs) it's ever been.
3: (laughs) I have a buddy who does it full-time now who he started off as an audio engineer and was working for an ad company down down in South Florida. And the Papa John's guy came in. He used to record for that. We'd record those sessions. The Papa John's guy came in. He was like, "I walked this guy. I watched this guy walk in, came in for forty minutes, walked out, and he was handed a check for like ten grand." And he was like, and "My buddy was like, i 'I'm doing the wrong thing. I gotta
0: get to that side.'" Dateline once did a uh, did a thing on the guy. The guy who does, who did—I don't know if he's still alive—but he did all the movie stuff, though. He, the guy was like oh, one yeah, man, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one always the same world. Guy. I think his last name was Lafontaine or something like that. But they had him, like and they showed him. They did a whole Dateline thing on him. He's like in the back of the limo, as arrogant as all get out. He's like, not everybody can do this job, <laughs> just me. <laughs> You're, like, okay, buddy. It's like when you see what buffers get paid. It's astronomical. Oh, it's amazing rankings. Okay, this is a fascinating exercise this week. I thought more so than any other week this yep, year. Me too. Um, here's how I did it. We'll go from one down to ten. I still have the Chiefs at number one because I think Patrick Mahomes, uh, there were reports of him being under the weather for that game against Denver. So, I'm not going to go too crazy. I still have the Niners at number two. No Trent Williams, no Debo. I get it. They've lost three in a row, but there's injuries. I'm going to keep my at number two. Kelly, I put the Ravens at three. They're the only team in the NFL that should be 8 0. They really should be 8 0. They had no excuse losing both of those games. They lost. They're not quite as complete of a football team as the Niners and the Bengals are, but they're right there. I got the Ravens at three, and the only Eagles fans don't go crazy, but I did drop the Eagles to four. They're still the fourth best. However, I do want to say this about the Eagles: like you shouldn't, there shouldn't be multiple games where you're struggling against the uh, the Commanders, and I think even the I think even the most diehard Eagles fan, if they took truth serum right now, would say this team isn't quite as dynamic as last year's. It's like AJ Brown is the bailout for everything. Mm-hmm. Where I thought they had way more. Uh, way more options last year on that offense
3: i, I don 't think with the way you just said it i don 't disagree with I still think they're incredibly strong
0: but yes I, like, still, I still have the fourth best team right, in the right, exactly let's <laughs> yeah, not go yeah. crazy they 're still number four I got and that, this therefore after that begins the bully section yep. of the top ten. completely agree with that. I got the dolphins at five and the cowboys at six the lions are the poor man 's bully they 're just outside of my top ten still so I got the yeah yeah still. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I got the Dolphins at five. I got the Cowboys at six. I've got the Bengals, the big mover this week. They're at seven. And if the Dolphins and the Cowboys are bullies, do you know what the Bengals are? The opposite of that. They rise to the occasion, no matter who they play. Only get up for the big fights. I got Bengals at seven. I got the Bills at eight. Just kind of like uh, muscle memory with the Bills, but like they got to play better. They're just—I uh, have too much respect for them to knock them down any further, because they're still in the top eight best teams. They could t- one great game from Josh Allen and the Bills, you'd be like, "Oh, there they are." As
3: long as Josh Allen's there, yeah. it just feels like they're in that area.
0: I got the Jag or as I like to call them, the Jaguars, because that's how it's actually pronounced and spelled. I got them at number nine. I moved them up a beat. Uh, Jaguars—you know—they're going to get to the postseason. They're going to win that division, and. I said it before. Trevor Lawrence is a great pure passer. If he can just stop the uh, the fumble, the fumble problem when he gets hit, the fumbleitis, he's going to be fine, and he's going to be a really elite quarterback for years to come. He's the Jaguars are number nine, and then to the question of okay, are the Lions at number ten or not? I still have the Seahawks at ten. It's still probably because they went into Detroit and beat the Lions earlier this year. But that game is, is admittedly getting more and more in the rear view. And uh, that'll slough off here probably for me. I have the Lions, at, uh, at Lions and Chargers right at 11 and 12 after that. But that's my top 10. Seahawks being the only sort of controversial one to me.
3: Okay. Yeah. Th- no, I'm with you, though. This was tough this week because I, I do think that you got to start thinking about the Bengals as, uh, you know, a real team again in a top team in the afc but where do you slot them at this point in the year was it you know did you see enough from last week for them to catapult you it, catapult them into your top 10 into your top five i i don't know right i think there's you can make a lot of arguments about this team right now but i did i did put them in my top 10 it was with you with you on that i felt like they needed to go up um so that led to it was really tricky for me doing like 9 10 11 here because I ultimately settled on... Now, let me start at the actual top. I went Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Ravens. I'm with you that I think that there is a... I mean, there's probably a mark of delineation for me after three. More so than four, I guess, now that I'm really thinking about. It, but I hear you. Once, we, once you get past Ravens at four, it is the teams that can beat up... Uh, that, that can bully people around. Dolphins, Cowboys, Lions... Um, I think you could talk about all three of those teams that way. Uh, Got them there. All could be in the mix down the stretch here. We'll see Bengals go into eight. That's where I slotted them for this week. We'll see going forward. Bills, you can't can't put put them out of the top ten, but trying to figure out where to slot them amongst these teams was tough, Gil. So I put them nine and didn't feel like I could drop Seattle out of my top ten. So, man, I actually have Jacksonville as 11 looking in, which feels very odd, especially for me. It was loaded up on all the Jags futures bets before the year, um, and they're still a really good team. I think we're uh, we're back to we're back to a bunch of pretty good teams and trying to figure out how to slot them. I think really five through ten is pretty tough.
0: So you have Lions in, I have Jaguars in. That's our difference.
3: Aaron Shots. Yeah, you had Seattle, right? Yeah, I had yeah, Seattle. Right. Yeah, yeah. So but did we? Did you? We only missed a. We only Chargers had... last week.
0: No, Chargers week before. Week
3: before? Okay. So, I mean, like that's the team that's
0: dropped for us. Aaron Schatz is the founder of not only Football Outsiders, but the proprietary, pardon me, the proprietary stat, DVOA, which looks at every single play, granular level, uh, vis-a-vis the average output of that single play offensive and defensively. So, it's it's not really as forward-looking as it is backwards-looking. But here's his top 10 DVOA to this moment. You ready? Overall. Baltimore number 1, San Francisco 2, Buffalo 3, Kansas City 4, Miami 5, Detroit 6, Jacksonville 7, Dallas 8, Philly 9, Seattle 10. And if you're wondering just outside, Cleveland 11, New Orleans 12, Cincinnati 13, and the Chargers 14. So... It's just kind of a shuffle job on all those teams. really is. It's not really a huge disagreement, although he does have Buffalo third, which I think is the biggest outlier of the bunch. PFF we'll com- has him sixth. We'll come back. College football with Pete Futak next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia Media does not recommend any investments.
1: See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. A numbers game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily
0: email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts' leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only 100 Hundred twenty dollars. That's it at Visa.com slash subscribe. Skill Alexander's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine, so much more than a producer, live at Bar Canada at the D. Let's talk some college football. We bring in the gentleman who founded collegefootballnews.com, and he lords over it with an iron fist. It's Peter Futak. How you doing, Pete? Oh, uh, we're talking
2: uh, college football, weight loss tips. We bring it all off off camera on this thing.
0: Uh, we, we, I'm doing all right. Yeah, your weight loss tip was after a certain age, just no carb. That's the only way to do it. I your-
2: can't do it and keep, and keep walking like and don't stop walking. And then all of a sudden, I will go no carb. And then the football season 15 will kick in, and then I'll be fine. And I'll eat one banana and like the Nutty Professor. I'll just be like, and then I'll blow back up again. So <laughs>
0: the football season 15. Oh, cousin yeah. of the freshman 15. Oh, that's a good excuse. Yes, exactly. Okay. uh, First of six college of football ranking shows tonight, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. For you, Peter Futek, that would be uh, 6 p.m. The only one that matters, as we like to say, is the sixth and final one at the beginning of December on a Sunday. But just for giggles, how do you think this goes tonight? What do you think the rankings are at the top?
2: I, I, I I'm I'm a flip a coin guy on the who they're gonna put at the top here because I think if they do this like they do it and it's very meticulous they're probably gonna put Ohio State first uh, because of the wins at Wisconsin and Notre Dame because Georgia doesn't really have the wins yet and though the, if they really do this right if they really do their homework the SEC is not very good. And they are the worst Power Five conference in terms of head to head with other Power Five conferences. The Pac 12 is best in head to head. Wow. But cool. if you look at the in the head to head rankings, uh, SEC is just not that great. So I think it's going to be Ohio State, Georgia, one, two, in some way, shape, or form. Then I think they go Florida State because of their win over LSU, and then Michigan because they haven't played anybody yet, four. But I'm guessing that's the top four to start this thing in some way, shape, or form. All
0: right. Uh, could you get Pete Futak for me? Because the guy that I'm talking to just said the SEC isn't very good. So <laughs> I can't be. Can't it's be not.
2: You. It's bad. And that's the crazy part about all this. And this is. You know, to bring this back to the the point of this whole thing is looking forward to, you know, who's good, who's not, in the national title odds on there, where everyone's like, oh wow, look, Alabama's great now, yeah, because they're playing other SEC teams. They got whacked by double digits by Texas, and the crazy part about it is, in with their record, they got the seven SEC losses to other Power Five programs. All of them were by double digits, except for the uh, uh, Arkansas loss to BYU, and that was at home. So. Uh, it, it really is compared to other conferences. Not that great. Doesn't mean Georgia can't go rip through a two game little tournament or anything. Uh, it just means that Alabama and Georgia probably aren't as great as we think they might well, be.
0: But you hit on it there, Pete, which is the reason that we, we care about this is because maybe it will inform a national title bet. So who's the team tonight beyond the top four? That might surprise the audience in terms of how high they will get ranked.
2: Uh, about how high they get ranked, I think Washington—they're gonna—you ha- have put Washington over Oregon on this. And but on the flip side of that, Oregon's the better play uh, because if you look at the rest of Oregon's schedule, the rest of Washington's schedule, Washington actually hasn't been that great. They've been—they're they, great, but they—they—they they, they haven't been as good as their rankings. They've been benefiting by playing on the West Coast and on the Pac-12 network, so nobody watched the. Arizona state game we watched the Stanford game. So, uh, so Oregon's the one team out there that I think is probably going to end up in the top four. Uh, I think out of this whole mix in terms of the national title, uh, there really aren't that many teams left. There just aren't that. I mean, again, I think if you look at Oregon, I think that's probably the best play of the bunch at this point.
0: All right, let me try this. Uh, let me try this another way. If this were next year. So in other words, a 12 team playoff was upon us. And I asked you, which I'm sure I will next year, I'll say, All right, Pete, which is the team here that you think could actually make some noise in this tournament, could actually win a football game outright, if not two? What would be that team this year?
2: Uh, if LSU got in this thing because of that offense, they're not playing any semblance of defense whatsoever, but if they finish in the top 11, which is what you kind of going to have to do next year, because that 12th thing is going to go to the, uh, the top group of five champion and the cookie they throw to that bunch. So uh, if LSU, I, I dogged the, the SEC, only because in a, in a format like that, that offense puts up 45 and 500 yards on everybody. Uh, and a, that, that's the team that no one would want to face in a, in a larger uh, playoff format.
0: All right. What do you like best this week? All right. I'm going against everything I
2: believe in. And I, as I always say, you, if you get the point total of a 70s, in, in the, somewhere in the 70s, you always, always, always go under. Uh, and if you get a point total of 35 or so, you always go over air force and army defies all logic and reason over the last, I think it's like the last 12 years. And it is always somehow crazy, like 10-7. And even when it goes to overtime, like it did, it was either last year or two years ago, it still goes crazy under. So even though it's a 32 and a half, which is just obscene. You go under on Army and Air Force and you just hold your nose and do it because until they they start to score against each other, and it happened earlier uh, already when you had Air Force and Navy, which defied all logic and reason, went under. Because of the style of offense, you have the clock that runs. You have limited possessions. These, this thing always ends up like 13-10, so under on a
0: 32-and-a-half and blah. You refuse to say the same for Iowa Northwestern, which is at thirty-one. I, uh,
2: I, you know what? The weird part about that is Iowa actually kind of scored. It, it's they, if you look at what they've done this year, even with Brian Ferentz out as the offensive coordinator at the end of the year, they could somehow put up twenty-ish points. The uh, one time I went hard on this and saying, "Come on, enough, enough, go over." Iowa Minnesota went under, so I kind of stay away from the Iowa thing at this point.
1: All right,
0: what about LSU and Alabama? Probably the marquee matchup of the weekend. Bama favored by a field goal.
2: Yeah, lots and lots and lots of points on that. Just take the over and enjoy the show. If it doesn't work out, whatever, it's still going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, and that LSU offense just scores a ton, and it's going to have ebbs and flows. But I think Alabama at home with the points just because they find a way to uh, start powering away on that defense. LSU defense does absolutely nothing. Uh, But yeah, I think lots of points on that over and Alabama, but very sheepishly on that. All right. I interrupted you. What else do you like this week? (sighs) Nebraska, Michigan state, Nebraska is very quiet. I mean, all the Dion and Colorado hype, there are so many really good coaching jobs being done out there right now. And look at what Matt rules done at Nebraska. You know, the crazy part about it is all those stats about Nebraska and one score games still apply. They haven't played one score games really. I mean, at least seven points or, uh, or more are under. So uh, they've been playing great. That defense, has been just a rock so far. And Michigan State, just every game, bless their hearts, they're trying, uh, but they always seem to buckle at the wrong times. So so I kind of like Nebraska in this. And if we're looking to tonight, uh, uh, Toledo tonight, and see Central Michigan potentially outright. Uh, Central Michigan is just at home. It just kind of works out in the way that that team kind of functions. I like him with the spread against Northern Illinois. Uh, it's about turnovers with them, and the Central Michigan doesn't really, you know, turn the ball over. So I kind of like Central Michigan at home. And these quirky MAC weeknight games always kind of go strange.
0: Little Maxin from Pete Futek. All right, if I come to you and I say, okay, we have eight. FBS teams that are undefeated. That includes the Liberties and the James Madisons and the Air Forces of the world. And I say to you, uh, two lose this week. Two of the undefeated. Who are those two?
2: Wow, I, I don't have the schedule right in front of
0: you. I think James
2: Madison is due. I thought I got that one right last week. I thought Old Dominion would actually potentially win outright, and they came close with the uh, by at least covering that. Uh, Air Force is always kind of on upset alert just because they, their style, but they're just playing lights out at this point. Liberty is not that good. They have not played anybody who's all that great. Washington keeps being the team that I think they're going to lose. They're going to lose at some point it's among the FBS teams. You look at that remaining schedule for Washington. Uh, it's not going to be this week against Colorado, but they are going to lose to USC when they go on the road and get them. They get Washington state and they get Oregon state. I believe uh, it ain't going to be this week against Washington. That's a lot of points, but uh, yeah, if you look at what they've got coming up, uh, Utah—they could lose that Oregon State. Washington, I mean, so this Washington is Washington pretty good. I think Oregon the team ends up rolling through this and winning the Pac-12 title.
0: How how uh, brutal was that Oklahoma loss to you last week? Speaking of undefeated yeah. previously undefeated, you know
2: what? It's not shocking, you know, and I think there—I think we're going to get a two-loss big, big Twelve champion at some point. But that's the other It's the other key to all this uh, madness is you know, does Texas or Oklahoma lose again? And Oklahoma going to Oklahoma State, that's a nasty game. Texas, I think, is going to lose at some point. Uh, so, yeah, so I think the one loss teams are now the real the real
0: fun teams to watch out for, too. Yeah. I hate to say same old, same old, but same old, same yeah. old. Yeah. Pete Futak, at Pete, F I U T A K, Peter Futak, on the old Twitter machine. No, no, Pete Futak on the Twitter machine. Thank oh, you.
2: Definitely. only my grandma calls me, my grandma calls me Peter.
0: Everyone Your grandma on me, me, Pete. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go, guys. CollegeFootballNews.com. Awards next. The numbers game on v the sports betting network. Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can get $5. You can also bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Nothing, and I mean nothing, gets quite the reaction that power rankings do Of all the things we do Right? Whether it's Analytics uh, In tennis or baseball uh, Bet thoughts in football Whatever it is, power <laughs> rankings are probably The least direct thing we do Towards a bet. Yeah. It informs them But probably the least direct, and yet People get so indignant Get so upset about some of the things I don't
3: have many tweets, what do you get a lot of Incoming for your Lions again? Uh, no,
0: not that many, but still some Ian uh, M. Using the Lions-Seahawks logic, wouldn't you have the Jags ahead of the Bills? Oh, you're 100% right. There's no logic to this. Uh, Sky High. Did you just say you'd take Geno Smith over Justin Herbert as a quarterback for the next 10 years because you have the Seahawks ranked higher than the Chargers this week? The audacity, sir. I think he's playing to the humor of it. I appreciate oh, that's that. A, that's a great tweet. <laughs> yes, That's exactly right. Uh, Mike Stacks. Have you seen how many awful quarterback matchups we have for Survivor? Toon versus PJ Walker. Oh, we got to talk about that. Or Bajent versus Carr or Hall versus Heineke slash Ritter. Oh, man, life don't get any better than this. Leaning towards Saints, but that makes me sick. Yeah, I think the Saints are a pretty obvious play. The Cleveland thing, though, is as well. And in case you missed it, this was the news yesterday where the Arizona Cardinals have said. That was fun, Joshua Dobbs. Now Clayton Toon is the starter this week. So Clayton Toon and the uh, and the uh, Cardinals taking on the Cleveland Browns. And let me just say this. And, and all under the guise of, hey, when, when Kyler Murray's ready to go, he's our guy. What, what is your takeaway from this? I don't know. Is the, the takeaway... It, I'll tell you, here, here are your choices. Yeah. One, choice A, it's the trade deadline today we are trading Joshua Dobbs to whoever wants him and gives us something for him. B, yep. we are in such tank mode that we're not even disguising it and we are the tankiest of all tankathons. Okay. Or C, Now yeah, we're actually 100% sincere. We just, you know, Kyler Murray's going to be here any minute now, probably next week, so let's just take a look at Clayton, too. Um, a, a, B, or C, sir?
3: I think it's mainly C. I, I just don't understand. what what are, you, what are you getting for Josh Dobbs on the trade market? I don't know. It's, just, it's very bizarre it's though. so like, bizarre and then what you're kind of punishing the guy or I, I guess like you're gonna bench him for one week before Kyler co- likely comes back and could you really have asked for much
0: more out of Josh Dobbs over the past two and a half no, months you could not have Brian M the football season fi- uh, football season 15. I don't know what he mean, but 15 here is more crazy, is more the crazy drunk uncle than the cousin of the friend? Oh, I see what you're saying. The football season 15 is more the crazy drunk uncle than cousin of the freshman 15. I see, I see. I called it the cousin. He says it's a crazy drunk uncle. And Scott Weston, my favorite running jokes on the show, the sushi place name. Oh, that's no joke tomlin's never had a losing season in keeping the freaking lions out of the top 10 in power rankings <laughs> screw the lions lol he says <laughs> all right mark borcher joins us to talk some baseball from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert at basewinner basewinter.com how you doing man what's happening mark
4: you know i you know i'm totally enjoying this this world series i think i'm in the minority but uh you know the d-backs who i've really tried to follow for oh, i've been here for 27 years and most of the attempts have been failed because I'm from Southern California and I like the Southern California teams, but right now I'm, I'm Mr. Diamondback. And, and, uh, I think that I can get, get to really like this team. And and if you, you haven't watched the D backs play, there's a lot to like, they call it chaos here. And they, they do things that are like small ball, like, you know, the Cardinals in '82—that's that sort of thing—and it's fun to watch, actually, for me. You can
0: get to like them if you don't like them by now, Mark. You're a lost cause. They're it's funny. That, it's tough. Yeah,
4: it's tough, Gil. I don't know how long, like you know, you're you're you grew up an Orioles fan, but I don't know how long it took you to become a Giants fan. Um, but it's really hard. And I think that's why they have such a problem here in Arizona, is you come from your, your backgrounds, um, you know, from wherever you're from. And so you love those teams. And it's really hard to get that identity for this for Arizona. And it's it's tough. They struggle with it. Yeah.
0: Chaos. They call it in San Francisco. We called it uh, torture. That was our word for the uh, the Giants playoff runs. All right. You do have a play tonight. What is it?
4: Yeah, you know, I'm going to do a parlay because I, I am the base winner. I do base winner parlays. But uh, I'm going to do runs plus RBIs for um, Ketel Marte and Christian Walker Walker versus the Texas Rangers. I always thought that was nice when, they, when he came in there. And uh, if you look at their OPS versus left-handed pitching at Chase Field, you look at Marte, pretty decent sample size, 224 uh, at, at, at plate appearances over the last three years. And he's at 917 OPS. So I like that. And Christian Walker is at 821 OPS. And I know, I'm not a big uh, matchup by matchup guy per se, but Walker has three at bats versus Haney and he's got two home runs. So I think he's seeing the ball pretty good off his hand. Uh, and so uh, and, and, and that coupled with, uh, you know, this is something that's interesting about Chase Field is the 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 uh, the roofs closed most of the time. Uh, but when it's open, it, it, it increases run production by probably about 0.83 runs. And uh, so you're going to get that. So I think if you play totals today, you, you go over. I think that roof's going to be open uh, for all intents and purposes. purposes it should be. And, uh, you know, go ahead. And if you go in the prop market, I would I would look at some overs for the prop market. Gale.
0: Would you play the Diamondbacks at plus two fifty down a game here two to one?
4: You know, I have this thing minus 335 for Texas based on my probability calculations, but I could see the D backs coming back. You know, they've been so, so um, amazing in this playoff run. I mean, you know, you got to, you got to tip your hat off to them, Gil. You know, they beat Milwaukee, they beat the Dodgers, they beat a really good Philadelphia team. And I don't think there was anything palooky about it. They played very well. They got good relief pitching and they played very well. Uh, so, I, I could see this team coming back. I think this game, this is going to go at least six games, possibly seven to go.
0: Yeah, I they, they absolutely deserve all kinds of respect. They, they were even, you know, when they were great in the, in the stretches, they were great in the regular season. Corbin Carroll was the engine. I'm not even sure we've gotten the full Corbin Carroll experience, with the exception of Game 7 of the last series. Um, OK, next year, I asked this of Paul Spohr. I'm going to ask this of you. The all-too-early. No season win totals markets available, but yet we have some futures. Give me the give me the clubs, club or clubs. doesn't have to be more than one if you don't want it to be. That you feel are sneaky under the radar heading into the betting markets, the the broader betting markets of next season, and which is the team that you feel will be overvalued.
4: Well, I don't know if this is sneaky or just weird, but the Angels are 55 to one. They're in with the Nationals, Pirates, Royals, right about that area. And it's like, come on, really? Like, this is a big market team. They got Trout under contract. Who knows what they're going to get with Rendon? He's been hurt, but he's a $35 million contract player. And then there's some pieces there that are really good, even if they don't get Otani, which I don't think they're going to. But, but considering that, they've got Ohop. They've got Moniac, they got Nolan all really good. Like, that offense looks pretty decent, actually. Uh, there's a guy that's tearing up the Arizona Fall League, uh, Davis Daniel. And uh, you can say Daniel Davis, too, uh, was one of the good things about his name. But uh, he, he's really the third best pitcher in the Fall League. And so I think he's got a high ceiling. And, uh, you know, they're pricing this. I don't think the pricing's right on it, Gil. I think that this team has a higher ceiling than 55-1. to one. Uh, to win the World Series. And and comparatively, that's probably, you know, the seventh, the highest odds uh, on, on DK's board, deal. Yeah,
0: I completely understand what you're saying in terms of the pricing. I don't think I've ever done this on the show, but I have to veto the 55 to one on the Angels. I can't, no, I can't do it. I can't endorse it. But I do understand what you're saying in terms of the pricing. In terms of the pricing, there's value. I just, I can't, I just can't. But
4: you'll like this one too. You know, the Giants, said uh, their, their ex-fip over the last two months starting pitching was third in Baseball, so the Giants at thirty to one is intriguing. Uh, you know, they they they've got the starting pitching there, and and I think the analytics department that's a unique place, and so like they, they can they can get a lot of wins at home. So that's another one for you, Gil, that maybe you'll you'll like a little bit. Well, better.
0: that one sounds music like music to my ears. Uh, what what about in the uh, what about in the other direction? Which do you think? I'm sure there's plenty of candidates for this, but the the club that you think will and maybe it's perennially but at least cutting into next year will be overvalued by the by the betting markets.
4: Well, I think that Astros team has some, some issues, uh, the, the pitching, uh, Framber was not really good, uh, the last half of the season and Javier was, I mean, he was hit or miss, uh, when he's hit, he's, 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 you talk about high ceiling, he's got a hell of a high ceiling, but he, he wasn't like that. He was a league average pitcher at best in most of his outings. So you got Javier and Valdez questionable. And then are, what are they going to do with Verlander? They're going to, they're going to they try to get him back. And if, even if they do, he's old and then you've got an aging lineup. And a, a manager that retired. So for them to be third in the market to me is, I don't think they should be third. Gil, mm, interesting,
0: interesting. And yet I, I worry if, if this time next year we'll be like there they are again, the Houston Astros, right mid October. Um, that's an interesting answer. Uh, Do you like the after all this though? Are you okay with the with the playoff format? I know we've discussed this before, but in the end, do you think we'll have another year where just like some team will win 105 games or whatever, 100 plus, and then they'll just get vanquished in the playoffs real quick once again?
4: As a traditionalist, I say play 17 games, but as a fan, I love this. This is great. And you know what? The, the, the Diamondbacks are the men. To be the man, you got to beat the man. That's what uh, Ric Flair said. And woo, The D-backs beat the man. They beat Burns. They beat the Dodgers best. I mean, hey, they're there, and they're there for a reason. Taking nothing away from them, for sure. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Mark Borchardt. Pleasure to We'll talk NFL awards
0: on the other side.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
0: A numbers game on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Sign up now, get full VSEN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. That includes daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA and NHL regular seasons, and the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit VSEN.com slash subscribe to sign up now it's Gil Alexander we get tweets at beating the book uh, we didn't get this tweet but our buddy Steve Fezik is just he's angry about F one and I don't blame him I know we've talked about this on this show before <laughs> but he said he said F one does not care about Las Vegas they have hurt the quality of all in capitals our lives here unless you work in road slash grandstand construction. Vote with your wallets. Avoid this nightmare. Boycott F1 in two weeks, he said. So this ridiculous thing never again plagues our city. He's reacting to Sportsbook Conciliary, our buddy, who uh, is showing that, like, ride shares are, are just jacking up surcharges. It, it's, just, it's just every which it's way. It's crazy, yeah. Oh, I, my it's, God. It's, I guess
3: it's hard for me to even hate on that one just because... I, I, if I was driving Uber or Lyft, I wouldn't want to be driving around during that madness. So if I'm going to be, I want to get paid more.
1: Yeah,
0: it's just the
3: awesome. construction's a nightmare, though. Steve's obviously not wrong about that at all.
0: It uh, is. Sport uh, Angriest guy in Kentucky. This baseball guy has way too much time on his hands. I don't even know what he's talking about. Parlay, what with who? How much? <laughs> Sorry about that. Web 12-66. Titans insider, Bengals survivor. It's going to be a bloodbath. He's taking Bengals. Uh, sports betting guy, are the Packers a sneaky good survivor play if Stafford is out, or is that getting too cute? I would say that's getting too cute. In fact, it's adorable. <laughs> I would not do that. I would not uh, do that. Yeah. And, and he said, still... "Is it time to start forecasting?" Rather than play? yes, you should be. You yeah. should absolutely be forecasting with all of it. I,
3: I think the. I don't. Wanna, I don't know if it's too too cute for me if Stafford's out. However, I'm just. Oh, it's too I, I'm not high on the Saints at all, so this would be the week that it would just feel way too obvious to use the Saints.
0: Saints for Saints in Cleveland for me. Yeah, uh, Manny Navarro, who writes for the Athletic, has mm-hmm. just tweeted out new Heisman straw poll. Do you know who surged into the lead of his new Heisman straw poll? Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison, currently twelve to one at DraftKings. What? Really? Yes. Does a straw poll. It's a one-man straw poll. Wow. Currently 12-1. Okay. to 1. All right, NFL, we had a spirited, would you call it spirited discussion? I think it was a spirited discussion earlier about MVP. Um, I'm curious, you didn't get to chime in on it, all that Drew and I were talking about, uh, MVP and how right. I believe MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, I believe they are as wide open as a group of markets eight weeks into a season as I can ever recall.
3: Yeah, I hear you. I think he's. I think he's onto something with that AFC one seed. So I think there are some. I think you could draw a line to a couple teams. I, it, the point Drew made earlier of the you got to keep in mind with MVP it is so linked to team success, right? So if you're if you're looking at a team that's even you feel like a stretch to make it too far, I, you got to cross them off. Um, yeah, I, like I think Mahomes is probably a good bet right now. I, it, 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 it's it's boring, I know, but the. I don't think he should be behind Tua right now. I really don't.
0: Lamar Jackson, the Ravens might very well end up with that number one seed, plus 550 on Lamar. See, and that, that one I would say I don't think is Lamar
3: could absolutely get there. I would want longer than 550 on well,
0: him. Okay, how about speaking of longer Then how about Joe Burrow? Totally. Joe Burrow's 20 to 1.
3: Yeah, if if anybody, anybody, you could make an argument for Burrow or Lawrence in this award, because I, I, both of them can both get to that AFC one seat still. McCaffrey's 20 to one and Tyreek's 40 to one. You
0: want no part of
3: non-quarterbacks in yeah, this? Yeah, I want no part. Sorry, I'm in that camp. I, I do think the Jared Goff points a good, uh is a good one. I I, think h- that.
0: I hate that everybody's gotten into this camp. What, the the quarterback? Yeah, well, Aaron Schatz, who was one of the— There's 50 votes for MVP. Yeah. That's it. 50 people. He's got one of them. That's 2%. I did the math. He's like, it's quarterback for me, and there's no other position. This is how I'm voting it. This is, five years ago, it was a non-quarterback who won MVP. But somehow now, we have gotten into this thing. And I'm not here to, again, I've said this before, I'm not here to have a crusade on what people are basing their award on, because we're just trying to win bets in the end. But I, will, I would like to say, I just hate that we've gotten to that. I hate that we've gotten to the fact that if Tyreek Hill gets 2,300 yards receiving... Shatters all previous marks of receivers, and all these other guys are kind of having ho hum seasons as a quarterback. Ho hum, meaning none of them are going out of control crazy. That somehow we can't have tyreek hill as the MVP. Like the them days are over. That's what we've decided. Yeah,
3: I think that's what we've decided. It's yes. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's stupid. It is. It's um, stupid. Why? Because because we have a groupthink.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes, the group think is someone's got to get that guy the ball, right? Like, I, I think receiver, I, the, running, the running back, I think you can always make it, you can make a better case for that than the receiver. Because receiver, it's always going to be, there's going to be a quarterback that has to get him the ball.
0: 44% of his yards, of his touchdowns, 41% of his yards. Shattering all receiving records. Okay, I'm just making a point.
3: I, no, I look. Yeah. I think it's more live than a lot of other people are making out to be. But it also it goes back to so much what we talked about last year with different awards. It's. You know, you got to take a little bit of what how you feel the way that the award should be graded out of the process and look more of, w- of
0: what, no, that's what people are saying, that's like Aaron shots. That's right? what I said in the beginning. It was like, uh, you know, I, yeah. can, I can scream about it all I want. But in the end, it's not a crusade to change how people vote on an award. It's we try to win bets. So and you I'm did just a- saying, on the one hand, it's stupid. On the other hand, okay. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think you did
3: a great job with that last week because it is like Aaron, t- Aaron saying that to us. You know, saying that to us compared to a Heisman voter, it right. is so much
0: bigger. Now, he doesn't know what the other 49 guys are doing or girls. Right. But w- for him, now that it's a one, two, three, four, five, what it essentially allows him to do is put Tyreek and McCaffrey as like three, as as third and fifth. And then he can say, well, see, I voted for him, just not a number mm-hmm. one. So it's almost like it allows them to sort of, I don't want to say cop yeah, out, th- but, but this is- allows them to to feel good about themselves. No,
3: sure, but th- this is where I hate I hate that voting process. Yes. Pick one guy because the problem is is you it does open up a more likelihood yep. of those guys winning by people
0: doing that. I think they have less of but, a chance because of that. Right, you well, I, I don't know. I think they'd have more. You're racking up points. You're racking up points, but you're not racking up the real points. And I think if you had I think if you had 50 first place votes, this is the chance of you lucking into forcing those 50 people to make one vote, you have a chance of lucking into some kind of plurality.
3: Yeah, this is, I don't, this is interesting just because we've seen it in the past year. I mean, in other sports, we're not talking the NFL, but you've seen WNBA and NBA awards where the person that received the most first place votes did not win it because of exactly what we're talking about. Other people slotting that other person
0: you know, two, three, four. You, you must make one MVP bet right now. The, the bet is... Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say Burrow 20-1 to 1 just because of the number.
3: I hear that. And, and you remember, yeah. Lawrence has got that... He's got this stretch where he's going to play a lot of the big boys, too. So if, you, if you're high on the Jags, I think Trevor Lawrence 20-1 is a
0: solid bet, too. Offensive rookie... Uh, excuse me. Uh... Offensive player of the year Which has become a depository For the non-quarterback The yep. best non-quarterback That's where you see Hill and McCaffrey As the two short the Co-short shots At both plus 125 A.J. Brown is the only one That's anywhere near it Right At 10 to 1 Um I think it's Tyreek or Christian McCaffrey. I think it's so, so accurately priced then at this point. I think I think it's. I got a Purdy vote on this though. I have Purdy in this category, and we don't even see him listed anymore.
3: Yeah. The, um, look. Do I think it's likely going to be Tyreek or Christian McCaffrey? Yes. If you find a number a little bit longer on AJ Brown than ten to one, I don't hate that. I mean, that dude is racking up big numbers and not too far behind what Tyreek's
0: doing. Now, offensive rookie of the year. Where I have a Puka Nakua bet. CJ Stroud is the favorite at minus 175. Nakua's three to one. Jameer Gibbs gets shortened to 12-1 to after wow. last night. Wow. After last night. And then you see everybody else. This is a fascinating one. It now, really now is. if there's no Stafford, does that most people would say, oh well, Nakua, that's gonna hurt Nakua. Nope. That, that really <laughs> helps him. Because now you won't have Cooper Cup getting fed the ball on every single passing play.
3: So th- this is what, this is what I get, like. I think Stroud wins this probably.
0: Probably.
3: Like, no, no. Like, I, I don't know if the odds are, like, this, this might still be a good bet at minus 175. You had to make one bet right now. What do you make?
0: We had a Laporta bet yesterday, of a vote yesterday. He's 50 to one. Billy Levi's. Billy Levi's. That's, that's right. If I had to make one today. But 35 to one. Like, we might be looking back to a week
3: from now and being like 175 on CJ Stroud w- was a steal. And we should all should have bet
0: it. We also might look back one week from now and say, "God, Will Levis dropped all the way to thirty-five to one. That guy should have a zero attached
3: to him. <laughs> no, yes, there's absolutely a possibility
0: of that as well. because yes. I, I did see a breakdown of like his whole game, and it was not a favorable. Right. One. Yeah, yeah. That last touchdown was his best pass of the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I uh, mean, Texans with Bucks
0: this weekend. They win that game big. Stroud could be easily minus two fifty. Minus the 30. point of all this. I don't think there's a sure shot in any of these. I don't. We've done all we can do. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.